guys, it's Jerry and Diane, and we're here with another episode from the Nursing Handover podcast. We have got the lovely Abby, whose Instagram name is. Dude, what is your Instagram name, Abby? Before I guess it wrong. Um, no, it's uh, it's Student Nurse Abby. Student Nurse Abby joining us today as we discuss third year and tips, tricks, and whatever else we can bring. Yeah, brilliant. Glad to have you on. We are so glad to have you. Um, this is obviously a continuation from our last conversation with our two second years, Zainab and Florence. And like echoing what Gigi said, it's just to get an insight and introduce people into what life it really is like, like as a student nurse and especially yeah. as a nurse who is about to finish yeah. and basically about to transition into staff nurse. Yeah, very exciting times. Sweet. Yeah. Would you like to give us an intro into you? what you do, and um, quick intro to you. Yeah, of course. Uh, so my name's Abby uh, and I'm 21. I turned 21 in April, so I had a Woo-hoo! lovely lockdown 21st. It's <laughs> a baby! It's a baby! <laughs> yeah, so I am the baby on my ward as well. I feel like everybody mummies me a bit. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm Abby and I'm 21 um, and I'm from um, up north in West Yorkshire. Um, I am a third year um, studying children's nursing um, and I study in my hometown where I live. Um, and at this moment in time, um, I'm currently working on um, a big children's ward uh, in my home city, which is um, where I have a job lined up for when I qualify. Um, so I'm currently working there as a band four um, because I opted in in the um, student nurse corona um, uh, response and um, I'm currently as it stands uh, I've got four weeks left of being a student nurse and then hopefully I'll be signed off um, and I'll be starting as a five in September. Sweet That's how are you feeling? Thing. Well happy belated birthday sorry that it had oh, to be during lockdown. <laughs> Fine. It's definitely one to remember. Oh, <laughs> of course. Yes, for sure. Totally we'll never have to live relive this ever again. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> and oh, so how have you found your nursing course up to now? Yeah, so um, I'm kind of that annoying girl that's just an absolute geek and I just love nursing. So, <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I've always, always wanted to do nursing. I'm, I'm one of those. I'm a bit of a cliche. I've wanted to do it since I was really, really young, um, since I was about 13. Um, and I've just loved my degree. Um, don't get me wrong, I, I feel like I need to be quite honest, especially to listening um, students, um, just in terms of it's not a walk in the park. Um, it's you can say that again. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's certainly not the easiest degree. Um, in fact, I would argue it's one of the hardest uh, university degrees that there is. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of um, juggling academia with working full-time on placement also managing having a part-time job trying to fit in a social life um, and also just the emotional side of nursing um, mm. that you are involved in from the minute you step on a ward as a student um, but despite its challenges and there certainly has been times where I've felt like 
I, you know, I, I could give up. This is really difficult. But at the very end of the day, I absolutely love what I do. And I couldn't see myself in any other job. And I think that's what has carried me through the three years of challenges. Just knowing that this is kind of what what I was made to do. I feel like nursing is a passion and it, mm. it's definitely a passion of mine. So, um, yeah, I've, I've, I've really I've had a good three years, lots of great experiences. Um, and yeah, overall, really enjoyed university. So happy to hear. I've got to say, like, it's so such nice. a young age, you wanted to do this. I can't lie, like, nursing was never in my plans. I don't even know how I ended up here, but not saying really? I, don't, I don't love it because I do. But just to meet yeah, someone who, who generally like, has wanted to do this for ages. Mm. Wow. And also, yeah. like, your passion echoes in your talking about it. you can feel your pride for what you do and how much yeah. you love it. Like, just oh. listening to you makes somebody think, oh my God, like, I would want to try, like, what is so amazing? I want to go and find out what is so good about it that she's doing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you guys. I really appreciate that. No, this is all you, baby girl. This is definitely all you. <laughs> And think about it, this is the passion that parents see without yeah. seeing it. You know what I mean? Like when somebody genuinely loves their job, yeah, you, yeah stuff are like, par- parents are like, children are like, they bounce off of that energy. If somebody wants to genuinely be there, yeah. to me, the parent is different. Like, when you actually love what you're doing, you put a different kind of heart into it. Oh, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it's kind of, it's something that was always on my radar. I've, I've known, it sounds slightly bizarre, because of course, I'm kind of at the youngest stage you can be at my point in nursing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it, it is quite unusual to go into children's nursing from from 18 years old because I remember on my first placement I was 18 I was two months out of A-levels didn't have any life experiences and some of the patients I was looking after were only two years younger than me yeah so Mm -hmm. it it, it can be a slight um slightly unusual starting at such a young age but I just knew from being little that I loved working with with children Um, my mum's a primary school teacher so I think I developed my love of children from her. Um, and I always describe my mum as kind of like a modern day Mary Poppins, like children just flock to her. Um, and I think I kind of got it from her. And then I just felt like I'd, I'd like to speak about this on here, just in terms of my journey in nursing. Oh no, of course, go through. We've all got things that kind of inspire us along the way. So I think I was about 13, 14, and I was sat in my hairdressers with my mum and um, there was a lady next to us that was getting a hair dyed. She was an older lady. And um, at this point in time, my um, eldest sister was about to have a baby. And um, this this lady got chatting to my mum and, you know, my mum was saying how excited she was to be becoming a grandma soon. And um, this lady said, oh, um, if you want, I'm selling a load of children's toys um, if you are interested. So my mum kind of said, you know, oh, of course, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd love to buy some, you know, how come you're selling them? And um, this lady's granddaughter, um, who was four years old, had unfortunately passed away from leukaemia. Oh, and wow. um, her grandma, the lady that we met in the hairdressers, was selling toys to fundraise for the hospital that had cared for her granddaughter while she passed away. 
um, she passed away in like a local hospice and the way that this lady spoke about the care her granddaughter had received she said that the nurses had become part of her extended family and had brought so much comfort in such a tragic time in their lives and I remember only being 14 sat in this hairdresser's and I hadn't experienced death myself and when we got in the car I said mum that's it and she kind of said what do you mean and I said that's it that's what I want to do I want to be a children's nurse um and yeah never looked back since that's amazing. amazing like that's you're gonna amazing. make me cry <laughs> I know I feel like oh my oh, goodness <laughs> but it's just, that's, 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 wow. we, um... that's wow oh, that's wow that's a beautiful story and I think if that lady knew she'd inspired you I think she'd be so touched as well like her her granddaughter has made even more of a difference because she's brought in an amazing person into the profession yeah. yeah even in her death she's brought she's made a difference she touched someone so yeah. i think that's I'll never, ever, ever forget it and it's something that i spoke about in my university interview because mm. i always i always knew i would work with children but that was the defining moment for me where i kind of children's nursing kind of came came into light and and was brought into my thinking and from there it just seemed that everybody i mentioned it to it kind of just fit with the skill set I had, and everyone thought, yeah, yeah that, that's kind of that's you, that's what you're meant to do. And so mm. it's quite a pivotal point in my little journey, and one I think I definitely won't forget that trip to the hairdressers. <laughs> I don't think I will ever either. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so I that's amazing. Wow, I wish I had some sort of story like that to tell about my journey into nursing. <laughs> oh well we all have different ways of getting there don't we so yes yeah, yeah it's true I mean I think I'm like Abby said I knew I wanted to work with children I knew yeah. I love children so in some capacity it has to be kids but like Gigi I didn't think you would be nursing like I didn't at all I don't know what I thought <laughs> but I didn't but think it would be nursing it just never occurred to me like I always knew I wanted to work with kids yeah the field well, I wanted to go into <clears throat> I just, it just never dawned on me I, also I didn't know specifically children's nursing as an option mm. Mm. I always just saw it as okay nursing is everyone and mm-hmm. I want to work with children so like I, I looked at teaching looked at social work youth work anything that mainly involved te- look at Laura let me start again anything that involved children I was interested in and then my mum was like, yeah, have a look at children's nursing. The rest is history. No, Abby, your story is amazing. Oh, honestly, though, like, it's so interesting just to hear how everybody got there. And I'm kind of always asking people on the ward, you know, when did you qualify? What made you want to go into nursing? Just because we all have such different stories. And I think that's partly the beauty of nursing is that we're all so different yeah, yeah, all kind of united in we've ended up in this in this crazy, crazy world that's it's not really like any other job. And I think Abby, you just touched on it the best in a sense of because we all have different reasons for coming into the profession and we come from different walks of life and we're inspired by different experiences, different people, different moments, it's mm-hmm. why nursing is such a rich profession, like in culture and experience in moments, because yeah, 
you don't know why I came into it, you don't know why you came into it, but when we come together, we're a team. And it's yeah. the different elements of each other that makes us so strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I highly, highly agree. And I'm sure it's the same with you guys. Like my team that I work with is so diverse in terms of age range, experiences, even where they've previously worked, where they've trained. And it's because nursing can take you anywhere. So everybody yeah. has different experiences, but that's part of the beauty of it because especially us newly qualified, we've got people to look up to and aspire to be yeah. like. And along my nursing journey, I've met fantastic mentors and supervisors that have really molded me into the person I am today because I am at the end of the day going to be my own nurse. I, you know, I won't be like anyone else that works on that ward because I am who I am. But I've been molded and shaped by observing other people in practice and kind of taking aspects of oh, I, you know, I like the way that they do that or actually I think that could be slightly improved and you do develop your own kind of nursing style which just makes for a brilliant, very, very diverse team dynamic which I really enjoy. Oh, that's amazing. Wow. I think we should all go to um, West Yorkshire and like, and, like train because <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so amazing. <laughs> Everything can change. It sounds amazing. And Abby, would you stay in West Yorkshire? I know you've got a job there when you qualify. Would you ever like come into London? Do you think to nurse, or would you venture out into other other places? Or yeah, so um, for the time being, I've kind of been solely focused on getting a job where I live. Um, just in terms of I've grown up here. Um, where I work is really, really diverse, and I really like that. Um, mm. But kind of long term I've always kind of thought one day I will end up at a solely children's hospital um mm. so where I work currently um is like a big trust and um has kind of small children's services mm-hmm. um and yeah I've kind of thought long term one day I'll work in kind of a children's focused hospital mm. um just because obviously I'm for all things children and children's nursing is not like adults um we were saying earlier what weren't we Jaldine, yeah. that um children are not just small adults uh it's completely different the way that we run our services is so polar opposite to adults yeah, that yeah. i would one day like to work in a child focused complete child focused hospital um, mm. um i've kind of thought about great almond street um or I've, i live kind of an hour away from liverpool so older here um but i live um quite near um in the next city to me uh they're currently looking to build a children's hospital so oh, really? um you know, yeah one day might end up there if that comes to fruition <laughs> yeah <Wow. laughs> that'd be amazing do you have any specialities that you'd like to put into or do you think yeah. that you want to like remain general yeah so um there's different opinions on what to do when you are newly qualified. You know, some yeah. people really get ward experience. Some people say if you know where you want to work, you should just go work there. And yeah. um, for me, it, I am get I am starting on a general ward, um, and we get a variety of. Um, we, we were reflecting on this the other shift. We get all sorts of children: uh, metabolics, renal, surgical, medical 
you know, we get a bit of everything, which I enjoy. And I think it's great to have a foundation in the basics of general. Mm. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm going to start general, but I've always, 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 probably from the interaction with the lady that I met in the hairdressers, I've always had my heart set on children's oncology. Um, That's amazing. Wow. You're very brave to do that. Very. Yeah, it's often, when I tell people, it's often met with mixed reactions, especially from people that aren't nurses. Um, I've I've had family members say to me, you know, gosh, how could you, how can you, how can you think you want to work in that kind of environment? But for me, I love building family relationships and college care has to be family centred and um, it kind of measures up my two skill sets. I think I'm quite a good communicator and I love building relationships with families but I also really really like nurse-led care and oncology kind of very much nurse-led but also focusing on building relationships with families um and yeah it's just something that's on my radar I think I'll end up in it one day um I had actually requested to have an oncology placement for this placement I'm currently on but obviously Corona happened, and so um, they did the opt-in, opt-out system instead. But um, yeah, I hope hopefully one day on college. But um, we were just discussing work with Geraldine before yeah. we kind of came on, just how diverse nursing is, and how we can yeah. all kind of go anywhere with 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 our degrees. So yeah, honestly, you can go you can go more places than you may ever think. <laughs> yeah. Try as many new things as you ever think. The world's your oyster. No, oh, that's amazing. For good to want to go to oncology. I don't know. Like, I've had similar people, similar things said. Like I remember when I was when I was about to qualify, and I always said I wanted to go to A and E. A's place I wanted to go. People were always like, "Why would you go there? Like, your general experience first." Blah 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 blah. And then other people were like, "Nope, just go." But no, it's entirely up to you. And I think you're doing it the best way possible. Because even like what like when we were talking before, you're saying that like, your ward is so big and so diverse. You may have all of this come through your, your general ward anyway before even specialising, yeah. mm. which will be great experience for you. Mm. And you yeah. get to see and all these different things. Yeah, definitely. And it's kind of nice to hear of your guys, you know, through listening to your podcast, hearing your guys' different experience, you, Diane, and um, Niku, and you, yeah. Geraldine, kind of A&E and then safeguarding. So just there, you know, between us three, that's so many different different specialty different areas so yes very diverse career definitely definitely how from your first remember what your first day around placement was like like you your mean, first like, placement my first ever placement yeah yeah so what was the, <laughs> what was the reality expectation versus the reality it what yes, you thought it would be or or more yes, or less. I've, yeah I've got a funny story about my first day actually <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like I mentioned I um, finished sixth form in the summer and started university in the September and aged 18 uh, by the November I was out on a children's ward on placement so it is a big reality kind of reality shock I guess it's yeah. like yeah this is what you're here for so I kind of went from, you know, sitting in class, sitting my A-levels to suddenly doing, you know, 34 and a half hours of full-time work a week on a children's ward. So it's a yeah. massive adjustment. And 
especially like I said, when I started, I was 18 years old. So some of the patients were a year younger than me. So yeah, yeah. but um, I've just got a funny story to tell you on my first date, which kind of made me really realize, gosh, you know, this, this is what I'm in for. Um, so it was literally my first day and I was at the nurse's station um, and I was really lucky to have a brilliant first mentor. Um, her name was Stacey. So shout out to Stacey. I'll probably tell her to listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> she, she gave me the best possible first placement and I really, really have a lot to thank her for. Um, and so one on my first shift, um, we had a child in. Uh, a young boy who'd been to theatre um, for some surgery on his uh, genital area. Um, and so this young man um, pressed his buzzer and um, I, um, I, came into, I came into the room and um, his mum said, um, oh, would you just mind helping me? His um, dressing cup's fallen loose. And I just remember looking at her and I'm 18 years old on this children's ward, no experience, and suddenly I'm faced with this young boy who looks like he wants the ground to swallow him up. <laughs> and, and I've just helped put his, put his dressing cup back on, which, you know, I don't need to explain that any further. <laughs> and I just remember just thinking, like, that's just a very silly, trivial little story, but I just remember thinking, like, yeah, this is sink or swim here. This is... Yeah, this is time. Big time. No. Yeah. And how did you feel having Daisy as your mentor? I think mentors make such a big impact from day one, oh, just right to the end, and even once you do qualify, it's like that person makes or breaks makes or breaks the course for you. Yeah. If you've had a horrible, horrible mentor and you you know your placement's been horrible, that could easily push you over the edge to be like, yeah, I'm out. You're oh, less than done. Yeah, completely, and. Um... I had a placement at the end of my first year that um, really nearly broke me and um, I really, really did consider quitting um, because I had, a, I had a really negative mentor experience. But um, just in terms of Stacey, who was, like I said, my first ever mentor, mm. uh, she was and still is everything I envision when I think of a children's nurse. Wow. Uh, yeah just kind caring um incredibly good mentor in terms of didn't treat me like an inconvenience in fact she mm. loved teaching me was very happy to let me get involved was very happy to let me um take initiative take responsibility and i learned a heck of a lot i was only working with her for six weeks um but I learned I learned so much just in that six weeks and I think she set me up for the next three years in terms of she gave me the basis of a fantastic first experience mm, that's and amazing yeah I, I really do I owe that to her and she recently messaged me um because she knows obviously that I'm about to qualify mm. um and hopefully we're going to go out for a drink when COVID's nice. all over god willing <laughs> I've kept in contact with her and and we've 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 become um we've I'd say that we've become friends and she was just you know I was 18 years old I'd, I'd never even been in hospital myself I just knew that I wanted to be a children's nurse and I walked through that door 
and was introduced to my first mentor who to me just envisioned everything I'd ever thought a children's nurse would be um mm. and so yeah I, I really really am grateful to Stacey for setting me up with for just just I think she just really set me up for a good three years because I had that grounded positive experience that yeah she she took my raw love of nursing and she molded it into a real passion and something that I thought yeah this is exactly what I want to do and I want to be like her so yeah I had a great first experience that's amazing it's so nice to hear because I think back to like my first placement I think my mentor's name was Claire I don't know where she is now (laughs) honestly she set the foundation just like what you said about Stacey she set the foundation and yeah like the moment that play, I did that placement, I was like, "Yep, this is what I want to do." Whereas I know I had, like other colleagues and classmates were like, "Yeah, this is not for me." Like their mentors were have been horrible and all sorts, and completely deterred them away from from the course and what they wanted to do. But no, having such a good mentor literally creates and makes the pathway to nursing so much easier. And I think. Mm. Going back to first year, I think that's probably the one thing that makes or breaks you. Yeah. You have people come back from placement and be like, "Yeah, all right, guys, this is it. I'm leaving." Yeah, and we, I think it's well known that the um, students that start nursing that not everybody will finish their degree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I seem to remember we had a lot of dropouts after that first placement. So. Yeah. I, yeah say they just had bad experiences and just thought this isn't for me so I think when you go into your mentorship I think people need to realize how much of a responsibility you have to the next generation of nursing and people quite realize how much of an impact they can have because now for me I just want to be what Stacey was to me with other Mm -hmm. students so Mm -hmm. I just want to be that mentor that inspires people I don't want to be that mentor that makes people feel uncomfortable or makes people question why they came into the profession because I've I've had that experience myself I had a really really negative experience at the end of my first year that nearly nearly turned me away from the career altogether so mentors have such a significant impact I think we need to and that's why I kind of have created my nursing Instagram and that's why I'm more than happy to have been invited on this podcast with you guys because ultimately I just want to inspire people to do this thing that I love so much that I want to get other people geared up to loving it as well and that's I think that's what is just so amazing what you said is so true that that experience of your mental can make or break and influence how you feel about the career you've chosen yeah. And I feel like for other students who are listening to us, you know, listen to yes, last week's podcast, listen to Abby now, is don't feel that one negative mentor affects you going through with your journey of nursing. Yeah. Don't allow it to, like, knock you. And I think it's fair to say we all have moments where we're like, can I really do this? this yeah. I, I don't know if I'm going to manage or I think I want to quit. And I think, like Abby said, be the nurse you want to be like yeah. if you treat and almost like the basic philosophy of treating people how you want to be treated yeah. i think from what abby said your uh, mentor stacy treated you like an equal she got you involved you were her colleague you went underneath her yeah and she had a lot of respect for you professionally yeah. mm. 
and like you said it just I think you've hit the nail on the head Diane like it makes such a difference but also I think really important that you've reiterated there that any to any students listening a bad mentor also I think it's really important that you students know it does not reflect on you yes some people's their their attitude towards you says more about them than it does about you if that makes sense do not not mentor, and also don't learn from bad practices and Mm. don't be afraid to stand up when if you ever see examples of bad practice it's really difficult but don't be afraid to stand up to it and that that might mean speaking to a manager or a clinical supervisor but just don't let one bad experience put you off nursing because like we've all been mentioning nursing is so diverse and that Mm. one negative experience might just be just that a one negative experience and i just say if you have experienced um a negative placement or a negative mentor just please carry on and push through it and Trust me, I know how hard it is. I had a really bad experience where um, I kind of felt bullied by a mentor, which is just just terrible and not what nursing should be. But I would just say just keep going because you will meet people that inspire you, like like I met Stacey and like you were saying with Claire. um, And just carry on and don't let how other people nurse affect your own standards of care um just take inspiration from those around you that you look up to but also take learning points from the people that you don't enjoy working with um just in the sense that i look back now and i think i actually learned so much from a negative mentor because i learned um i learned everything i never wanted to be yeah, um, the nail on the head with that, for sure. Mm. Definitely. Because, and even saying that, it's so much easier to pick up bad practice, for one. And, again, like you've just said, it's having that that mentor be so negative towards you. You don't want to be like that towards anyone, not even just within nursing, just in general. It's not the type of person that you are or the, or the vibe that you give off at all. Mm. No. And also, like, um, for all of our students that are listening, our other listeners, nursing is a profession where you never stop learning. Never. And that's why we revalidate. That's why we're always having to like, reflect. That's why we're going on training days and study days. That's why we do postgraduate courses. That's how we have refreshers, because there's always something new. And yeah. whether you're a well-seasoned nurse who's been in the game for, like, 5, 10, 15 years, or you're like, Abby, you're coming into the profession new, you're, you're, you're always role modelling to everybody because like now to Abby you're a role model to the first years to the second years and then you're going to come on and within a few months you'll be mentoring someone mm-hmm. and you know like me and Geraldine we will have we will have students that we will support in the in our environments etc mm-hmm. and it's so important to be who you want to be and think how do you want to be remembered as a nurse yeah, yeah. you know and also I think I said it before and I'll say it again. Nursing is a very small world. You can bump into that person again. Yeah. You, know, you just don't know when you're going to see each other again. It could be on a panel of an interview and they're in front of you. It could be on the ward next to you. They could come in as a patient with somebody. Or like, yeah. You just don't know. And that's why I always say like, you never want 
to like have bad blood with people and yeah. I would say for Abby like the way you conducted yourself with that negative mentor just shows how mature you were yeah. and how nothing has matured you as a person because conflicts or being treated like that can result in a really negative response because you could just think gosh I just don't want to be here or you can be really emotional in how you are but mm-hmm. you seem to handled it with such grace and just so much respect even be, even after being treated the way you're being treated and that's something that would not go unnoticed at all definitely wouldn't go unnoticed mm-hmm. but I'm sure by your practice educator and things like that but unfortunately I feel like I had an experience where the mentor just didn't want to teach yeah that, and how it so it, it makes me slightly angry that that experience you've just had is actually really common yeah, yeah. I think we've all met someone where they give off the impression that they can't be bothered or that they don't want to teach you which yeah. I, I will just never understand yeah it's like and the thing is I think I would say with students is that there are some nurses you are going to meet that aren't interested in teaching and unfortunately well not unfortunately I mean our profession is a profession where we teach everybody and we we're kind of like a sisterhood a brotherhood we take everybody under our wing yeah you know you everybody contributes to more than the next generation and unfortunately you have people that come in who aren't interested in doing that and their attitude and the way they look at students and the way they touch and you sometimes you can be in a room I don't know if you've had this Gigi when someone else has a student and it's so uncomfortable that you must have to intervene and yeah. and I don't think that's just like, this is not fair because you think this is unfair for this student their experience is being ruined their idea of nursing is mm-hmm. kind of being crushed by someone who just isn't interested in teaching and it's not fair yeah and like Abby I mean, said speak up you have to speak up yeah definitely and I think like as well on the other hand of that I'm really passionate about students kind of taking responsibility for their own learning as well yeah so just in the sense of um you know some mentors will not want to mentor students because actually they've had a negative experience with a student themselves where you know they've had a student that's lazy or just doesn't take initiative or just doesn't seem to be progressing Mm. and I think student and mentorship is a relationship which should be kind of of equal effort and yeah, yeah. I just mean in the sense that the mentor has a responsibility to teach, but the student equally has a responsibility to learn. And it's yeah. about, for example, I've had placements where, um, you know, they've not been my favourite area to work in, but I have made sure that I've taken the most I can from that experience, regardless of whether I kind of like the speciality area or not. Mm-hmm. Just because I feel I have a responsibility to learn wherever I am. And I think it's just really important for students kind of, you know, going into placement to just make sure that you are responsible for your learning. So, you know, make sure that you're willing to help, that you're engaged. Make sure that you try your hardest to take on board any feedback or that you just look around and think, right, what can, what can I do? You know, what can I do in this situation? Um, even as a first year, you know, silly little things like answering the ward telephone or, you know, getting parents a drink. It's little things that just show that you've got initiative and that you're willing to learn and to help out. And I think mentors respond really positively if you just take a sense of responsibility and ownership for yeah. your own learning. Um, and yeah. so I think it's really important to note that it's 
kind of a two-way process, isn't it? Mentorship yeah. and student. It, it will work if the mentor is willing to teach you, but also if you are really willing and enthusiastic to learn. Oh, definitely. It's a, it's a push and pull effort. And I think that this is that's not just related to nursing. I think just in general, it's like whatever you go into, if you're not going to do it wholeheartedly, why do it at all? Yeah. yeah. And I think because nursing is so, it's, it's you. you, you bring yourself, you're not sat at a desk, you're not behind the screen, it's you. So if your body language, your speech, your, you know, everything you're doing, if you're not interested, if you're not, as Abby said, if you don't match the effort or don't apply yourself well, then it is a waste of time for both of you. And yeah. I think Abby, she said it perfectly, I can't even add to it, is you are as responsible. And I think students need to, I guess in the first year you're still planning yourself a bit, but I think once you start to build that confidence and you start getting used to the course, mm. definitely it is that time to start taking charge and start kind of having ownership of your degree, like this is yours. Yeah. yeah. And At the end of the day... You... Sorry, go on, Abby. No, no, sorry. I was just going to say it is what you make it. Yeah. Mm. We're all adult learners, so like you, no one's going to spoon-feed you all the way to finishing and getting your degree. You're going to have to take some accountability and sit there, learn, attend placement and pick up and pick up skills and other ways of doing things. Mm. Not, sadly, our degree is not a degree that's just going to fall into your lap. You no, have to not. work for it a lot yeah. harder than other courses and yeah. you can see why. Yeah. How have you found the jump from first to second year, second year to third year? Is there, like for me, I always thought that second year is a lot harder than third year and I know other colleagues have said that they found third year a lot harder what has it been like for you yeah so I think first year um so on my at my university we have three placements every year so it's kind of split into like uni theory then placement uni then placement and I've really enjoyed that so my first year I had two brilliant placement experiences and then one negative one so yeah. towards the end of my first year I kind of started a little bit like a child in a sweet shop just so excited so enthusiastic and then had a brilliant mentor Stacey and then I had another brilliant mentor Gillian in, for my second placement and then that negative experience really knocked me um, yeah. and I kind of just in the sense that I was so upset that this profession that I was so passionate about, that there was somebody that was so negative and just kind of ruined my experience for me really. But I kind of, I've got a really good support system around me and I've picked myself back up and learned from it. Um, yeah. And then moving into second year, um, I didn't find there to be a huge transition at the start. I think what I will say is the workload increases. Mm -hmm. um, so suddenly you're not just on placement, you've got placement and a placement portfolio and an exam coming up in a month and maybe an essay to be doing. So I think the jump of academic work goes up in second year. Um, and then I found the jump from second year to third year probably the biggest, just in terms of um, assignments and the marking criteria. Um, just obviously universities abide by certain regulations and yeah. in, in third year it's all about critical analysis and um, it, it, I found that quite difficult 
to make the jump and I've had to work much harder to achieve the grade that I want in third year, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, which yeah, is obviously but... kind of the natural progression of the degree. But um, in terms of placements, I've been really lucky because um, I, I kind of, I would say that I'm quite, I, I'm quite um, a positive learner. I, I do take responsibility for my learning and all the way throughout my placements, I've kind of, taken on as much responsibility as I could within the scope of practice so it's not felt like a significant jump in terms of placements it's just kind of felt like a steady increase of responsibility accountability um my own delegation prioritization it it's kind of been a steady change for me because I've just been taking on board any kind of feedback that I get and just modeling other nurses is just to the extent where like as a second year I kind of was really keen to get involved in handing over patients which a lot of people I think shy away from because it is quite a scary thing and it can be Mm. but instead then that's what I would say as well to students to help the jump not seem so great just take on responsibility as soon as you feel confident to do so because the earlier you start to do these things the more leeway you'll have so like for example if you start to hand over as a third year the expectation is higher because you're a third year and so there's an expectation of of how you should be whereas if you start practicing handing over in first and second year the expectation is going to be slightly lower because you know that's you know you're only a first year or you're only a second year Um, and I don't mean that to say you know only a first year I just mean in the sense that it's not expected of you Um, and so I just say always kind of push to take initiative and responsibility. Um, in terms of my overall degree, I have found this past year the hardest, um, yes. but hasn't necessarily been because of placement. Um, it's been, I've, I've gone through kind of what I would describe as a really difficult time in my personal life, which mm-hmm. of course nursing doesn't, Nursing, you can't just put nursing on hold when you've got everything going on at home. Um, But in a really bizarre way, um, nursing and my degree has actually really helped me through challenging times because it's been something to focus on. And um, for a long time, nursing was kind of my reason to get out of bed because I just everything in my personal life has kind of felt like it's been falling apart a little bit. And so I found third year the hardest in terms of emotionally dealing with things going on in my own life. But rather bizarrely, um, nursing has kind of been what's held me together because I'm just so set on finishing and I think I owe it to myself because I've I've just worked so hard. So um, yeah, third year has been the most challenging and obviously then, corona's hit so yeah it's a, bit, a complete different kind of worms to what you would probably ever expected yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no like I, i'm totally there with you sometimes yeah, i think where did you guys kind of find the most challenging was it in your kind of first and second year or did you find third year harder or i think i found second year quite difficult but just like what you said, like third year, emotionally, there's a lot of things that went on in my personal life. And it was a very daunting year. It's like you've got so so much you want to achieve, 
but mm. so much other stuff happening. It's just finding the balance. Mm. And just uh, literally, just like you said, Abby, I think nursing, placement and work became my therapy in a sense. Like I knew oh. once I go to those places, everything, was, everything else was kind of out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. So I didn't need to think about certain things if I'm on placement or I'm at work or doing other stuff around mm. uni. Whereas knowing the moment I get home, all those other issues come back again. Mm. I think academically, second year was probably the hardest for me. Mm. Yeah, just thinking about research methods alone makes me, makes me feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Diane? Um, I would say I think my hardest year was, I think the last year, our final year. Um, and I think for me, throughout the course, I dealt with personal things going on with my family. And that was difficult. That was hard because I'm very close with my family. And having to juggle being present in class and being present and bringing your A-game every day on placement and you know that in the back of your head, you've kind of come, you've kind of packaged this part of your brain not to worry about what's going on outside of this environment and trying to focus everything at work. Mm. Um, I would say that I think what I found hard was doing placement, doing a dissertation, doing essays. You've got your, you know, your maths test that we had to do, your unseen paper, things like that. And just having to constantly be like on all the time. I didn't feel yeah. I could switch off sometimes. And I think that knowing of, okay, this, we're near the end now. We're near the end, we're near the end, we're near the end. It's always in the back of your head. Like, we're about to finish, we're about to finish. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be left behind. You don't want to not pass. You don't want, you don't want all your friends to pass and you don't pass. Yeah. So I think the pressure is a lot. And I think there were moments where I was just like, gosh, this is too much. Like, this is... This is a lot. And I think unless you're a nursing student, you can never understand the magnitude of what we go through. No, not at all. And like, like, what you were saying in terms of like having stuff going on and the job being the reason why you wake up, I would say, yeah, I can totally, totally understand and hear that. Because I think for me in the past, like I'd say two years or so, there's been moments in my life where emotionally I'm so drained or there's a lot going on for me in my head but I have to show up for my patients I have to show up for my families I have to be there for them Mm. and it's a distraction from what's going on you know I can channel all of myself into this into this family into this baby and give them 110 percent and leave having a really good day for example and that can then kind of take away how I'm feeling about what else is going on for me yeah so yeah i totally totally get it and i think that's what people i'd love people to understand listening to us and throughout the life of the podcast is that nursing like we're real people like we're people we go through things and i think we're nurses are we're really good at masking what's going on we're so good at dealing with what's in front of us and ignoring our own self which is good and bad it's kind of like you wear the smile, come to work, whereas literally you, you, you take off the smile, everything else is breaking down. Oh, yeah, I completely resonate with that. I've had shifts kind of last year. I went through something um, 
really, really upsetting. And I have had shifts where I have cried the whole drive to work and then just literally wiped those tears away, put a smile on my face and walked through those hospital doors and shown up and delivered care. Yeah. Working with really sick children. And I think also our job gives you a bit of perspective. And yeah. it's not that it's a competition of sorrow and, you know, who's worse off. I just mean the sense that I've had shifts where I've had, you know, things going on in my personal life, people talking about me, people saying things. And then I come to work and I'm looking after a young couple who have been desperate for a baby and gone through rounds of IVF and now their child is sick and dying. And yeah. it gives you a real perspective of what people are going through. And Definitely. I think that's, it's kind of helped me get through. And it's not that we all don't have permission to be upset about our own personal lives it's just in the sense that my job gives me a real understanding of actually things could be so much worse and I'm just glad that I'm in a position of being able to help other yeah. people and children and families um because like you said I totally resonate with what you've just said Diane about in terms of I think we can be so good at masking what's going on mm. um, and yeah, I guess because we have a responsibility to show up and deliver mm -hmm. care and that's regardless of what's going on at home. Um, but I think I'm glad that kind of something that's coming out of the coronavirus pandemic is that I think people are starting to see nurses as humans that, yeah. you know, we have our limits of how far we can go and how much we can work. Um, so yeah, I totally resonate with what you guys have said. Because I think with coronavirus, it's, it's opened a lot of people's eyes to what really happens inside hospitals or with healthcare and other healthcare professionals. Because people always assume, it's, it's kind of like they deem us as superheroes, thinking that we can do everything without feeling a type of way, being upset. But we're human just like them. We go through the same emotions and the same feelings. The only difference is that you don't see, me, you don't see my tears or you, you don't see my anger. Yeah. whereas you will get the frustration of parents you will get the bite back of parents and relatives and it's like you sympathize with them because you understand their pain and their anguish and what they're going through mm -hmm. then it's like no one ever takes a step back to be like okay but what about you guys what about the nursing staff what about the doctors mm -hmm. what about everyone else that's been involved in this child's or um, adult's patient mm -hmm. this child or adult's care mm -hmm. there's only like so much that we can do mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, Abby touched on it perfectly. Obviously, like I went into NICU as my specialty. And you are very humbled by what you see. Yeah. And you you meet a family. And Abby, literally, and we have so many of those, where they've wanted the baby for so long, you know, gone through it, and then they have this premature child or this term baby, really sick. Mm. And you just think, wow, like, what I'm going through is minuscule compared to this. Or yeah. you, or you walk away and you think, "Gosh, I get to walk away from the situation. This is not my life. Like I'm yeah. in it for a part of their life, and I walk away and go home." Yeah. And I think it does kind of make you reevaluate all the time, in yeah. terms of, okay, what I'm going through is all right, or I can deal with this, or this is fine. It's not as bad as I think it is, and I think that's what people think as well with your career and your job, is it's okay. To have stuff going on and you will see stuff at work I think that will invoke 
situations where you're thinking, my goodness, this is a lot. And it can't compare to how you're feeling and stuff. But I think that's the beauty of nursing. You are, you're, you're put in a situation where you're seeing so many different things and it is life experience. And I think, Abby, you being so young, seeing yeah. things like that, you know? Yeah, it does definitely humble you. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Like in particular for me, um, we I've seen quite a large amount of safeguarding in my training. Mm-hmm. Um and that, you know, still to this day we're not we're not robots. I come home from some shifts and cry because, you know, a little bit of my faith in humanity is kind of chipped away at. Um, in terms of safeguarding and I'm sure Geraldine you 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 know your whole job is safeguarding and I'm sure you can kind of resonate with this and yeah we're not superhuman you know we we try so hard to kind of not let things affect us but it's it's normal for things to affect us and I think now like my team in particular are really good at chatting to each other about what's going on and making sure each other are okay where I kind of do feel like I'm part of like what I would call the ward family and I'm looking at we all look out for one another because our kind of everyday bread and butter is not what you experience in a normal everyday job it just isn't and I that kind of we kind of get used to it and we're enveloped in this world where these things become quite normal um, and it's only sometimes when I take a step back um, and like, for example, obviously upholding confidentiality, I often have like debriefs at home um, mm-hmm. in terms of getting things off my chest, obviously respecting confidentiality. And often when I talk to my, like in particular, I've got two really close friends from sixth form. Um, and when I chat to them about what kind of my everyday is at work they just can't quite believe that's what we have to deal with every single day and it kind of really reminds me of you know hang on a minute you know this is this is really difficult stuff that I'm sometimes dealing with and it's okay to feel affected by it yeah I think you also being aware situation is affecting you is also a really good thing that it's like you don't necessarily have tunnel vision on the case able to take a step back and be like hey I, I really, I'm not that you've gone too far or anything, but really, this is how I feel about a certain situation. Maybe I should discuss it with someone. Yeah. Or try and take a step back and try and leave it alone. Just so that you can also have that time to gather your own thoughts and be like, you know what, I'm actually, I'm okay. This situation did affect me, but I'm not, I'm not letting it kill me. I can't let it overtake me because this will be my entire career and I can't let that happen. And it's I just think essentially on. No, no, you go. Sorry. I think it's just essentially also like protecting like your mental health. Like we do an extraordinary job. We do an extraordinary job in a very ordinary world. And like we mentioned earlier, nurses are great at masking things. That like we mask how extraordinary our jobs are. Mm. Whereas mm. now, due to Corona, everyone's beginning to realise it. I just hope that this is something that's going to stick for a long period to come. I would yeah. say forever, but we already know that won't happen. <laughs> but yeah, for it yeah. to be for it to be honoured, essentially. Definitely. Definitely. 
Um, would you say, Abby, that with Corona going on, that you've had a more positive, even more positive response to what you do, less different people that you know, that maybe just thought, oh, she's a nurse and yeah, it's great. Do you feel like you're, you've had more of a, like, a respect of people openly now saying to you, like, wow, what you do is amazing? Yeah, definitely. I think like um, when I initially opted in um, and then obviously I was told that I'd been allocated to working on a children's ward actually as a staff member, as a band for, um, I kind of posted it on my social media mm. and, you know, so many of my friends and family kind of gave me an outpouring of love and support and just people that I don't even really talk to saying, you know, thank you, we're with you, we're for you. Um, just really encouraging me that, because I will admit, you know, I was frightened to go in the hospital um, mm. and I didn't want to necessarily run towards it. I've got family that I live with, you know, my mum and dad um, who are probably deemed at more risk than I am. And mm. it was a decision that I had to make. And yeah, I felt like the support, has increased and I've, I'm sure you guys have seen it. I know it's all over the media that, you know, we are receiving thank you and appreciation, um, you know, little measures like, I love that at my trust, they've um, spray painted on the wall, on the floor of the car park, thank you, uh, NHS, and they put banners everywhere saying thank you for your hard work today. And we've had, you know, gifts and, um, at the end of the day we don't do the job for the gifts and for the appreciation yeah. but it, it it does make a difference it does make you think you know that that 12 hour shift I've just poured and poured my heart into it does make you feel more appreciated yeah. um yeah I would say that in the pandemic um like in general parents seem more appreciative um kind of higher management seem um you know really really encouraging staff keeping morale high um and even though it's been challenging and scary and you know we have had to completely restructure our ward and the way that we're working but mm -hmm. despite despite all these things we are kind of keeping morale high because it kind of feels like we're all in this together and all united in this kind of response against coronavirus and so yeah I've just and I think since being a kind of an actual staff member on the ward where I work at the moment um, which previously had been a placement the whole staff team have kind of welcomed us with open arms mm. and I'm really grateful to them for that because it's made such a difference and I kind of I no longer feel like student and staff nurses I feel like a colleague of theirs that kind of like yeah. you were saying Diane I feel mutually respected um, mm. and to um, and just part of the staff team you know even I feel like I'm making friends where I work and that's that that makes a huge difference to me so yeah, yeah coronavirus there has been good that's come out of it for from the nursing perspective despite the challenges that we are currently having to walk through no I, I can't agree with you more like all the changes that we've had to make, how people have adapted to it, it's been quite amazing. Mm. I guess it's just, do you feel like you had to opt in? Or do you feel like you were given a chance to opt out um, if you wanted to? So, I, well, I feel like 
we didn't have much of a choice mm. obviously it would i mean that in the sense that we we fully had the choice to make for ourselves but the options just weren't great so it was either opt in and finish your degree on time and qualify in september or opt out and delay all of that and yeah. so for me the options weren't you know it was this thing that we've worked so hard for it was like wow i either opt in and help and qualify or i have to delay all of that process by months and months and months mm. and um, if you were to delay it how long would it be delayed by a year or um, i'm pretty sure they've not fully even worked that out yet it's dependent on when corona kind of settles down i guess and when they can oh, get wow. clips back running um but potentially yeah it could be delayed by a year or i guess students could join the current second years um when they become third years i, I don't quite know how it, it it's working to be honest but i do know that a couple of girls in my cohort opted out and that's a really hard decision that they have yeah. to make i just hope that they feel supported as well because they are no less nurses for opting out than i am Mm. It just means that they have to make a decision based on their own or their family circumstances. So I just yeah. hope that, and I feel like my uni have been brilliant in supporting us as students to kind of, despite what you chose, I just hope that those that opted out don't feel like they're missing out or I just hope they feel appreciated as well because they've worked just as hard as we have. They just haven't been able to opt in. No, 100%. Because even like I think about it now, we've got a few students, well, despite going back to safeguarding, while I was still in A&E, we had a few student nurses who had like, had to opt in. But I've spoken to a few others that they've been quite open about that had to opt out. And I think it's been quite blurred lines. Like you said, no one really knows what's going to come, what's going to come of it if you have opted out. But it's just a bit like, okay, what happened? where do we go from here? In terms of opting yeah. in, I don't know what it's like and um, where you're working, but I know for us, like a lot of the pediatric nurses that did opt in have had to go to adult wards, which again, that's another decision they have to make. Yeah. Am I going to opt in, finish my placement and then qualify? Or am I going to opt out and consider re possibly redoing the year or whatever they decide is the options? Like I've, I've been quite honest and said, like, if it was me, I don't know what I would have done. I probably would have opted in just so that I knew I could finish. Mm. And with whatever consequences may be, which could be I could end up working anywhere rather than somewhere that I know. It's difficult because, like, you don't, one, we don't really know how long Corona is going to be, will be around for and will continue to be around for. Um, I think that's the issue is the uncertainty. Yeah. You know, if if you have an idea of what's going to happen and you have a clear plan, then you can make a decision and feel, okay, right, I know it's temporary, I know it's going to be like this, fine. But I feel like it is really difficult to know what's best to do. Yeah. And I think, like Abby said, like anyone that did opt out shouldn't feel any less of a nurse because part of being a nurse and something that we don't do enough is thinking about yourself and thinking about yeah. what's best for you as a person and as a practitioner and you, you don't want to practice under duress you don't want to do something when you're worrying about you know your family or the consequences or how that's going to impact them or you and yeah. it's safer 
you know you've made the if you have to make the best decision that is safe for you yeah and it's just realizing that your own strength limitations like right now this might just not be the time for you mm. that's okay at the end of the day we've all worked hard to get to where we are as we all know the course is not easy at all and the mm. fact you managed to get this far is a blessing itself <laughs> yeah I let anything knock you down yeah, yeah. Great, and I just hope I really feel for current first years and second years. Well, at my trust, second years could opt in as well as band threes. Mm. Um, but I just really feel for the first years because, um, I've got quite a few friends that are first year nursing students through my nursing Instagram, mm. and um, just for them to have been pulled off all placements. I mean, I completely respect the NMC decision because obviously, as a first year. It, it just isn't right to be on placement at the moment but yeah. I completely feel for them because they've started the degree they're so excited and suddenly mm-hmm. they're doing online learning and don't have a placement to look forward to and don't even know when they can go out on placement yeah so I really feel for the current first years to be quite honest with you just because at least I have the option at least I was able to help and able to finish my degree somewhat normally in terms yeah. of having a placement um obviously under unusual circumstances but yeah i just really feel for current first years no i'm with you there what do you what's the best way to phrase it looking back on like how let you know how are you feeling about about how are you feeling in regards to about to qualify like do you think you're ready i think um I don't think anyone would I'd, I'd say they're completely ready, just in the sense that it's such a transition. Um, yeah. And at the moment, I'm kind of working um, in a band for capacity. So I'm still supervising practice, but I take on my own patient caseload and um, they let me take the lead in the full kind of care responsibilities, mm-hmm. documentation, liaising with medical professionals. And they're just there as a kind of, supervisor um, supervisor role and um, yeah. so in terms of what I'm actually doing on the ward there won't be that much difference the difference is the responsibility shift which yeah. is massive and mm-hmm. um, something that I don't think anyone can really be quite prepared for and um, I'm, I'm lucky that on my ward there's loads of girls that qualified last year and the year before and the year before so they're all in varying stages of their journey as newly qualified yeah Um, so you know they have told me and they have prepared me and said some days you will feel so overwhelmed and you will feel you know such a great amount of responsibility for these sick kids that are in your care and you're the registered nurse looking after them but Mm. at the end of the day it's about being part of a team Mm. recognizing your own weaknesses playing on your own strengths and not being afraid to say I need help or I'm struggling today because as a newly qualified it's totally totally reasonable to feel that way and I've got a really really good um like management team on my ward like Mm. all of the sisters and our ward managers are just brilliant and so I feel like I could turn to any of them with concerns and I feel like I've got really good relationships with staff already so that I could turn to them and say, you know, can you please help me with this? Or I'm struggling 
with this. Um, but I guess in terms of like nursing care, I do feel ready and excited, in fact, to move on to being qualified. Mm. And obviously, it's just I've got a lot of anticipation about it. It's something I've worked for for three years. Mm. Um, but I, I do know and I am prepared to feel a range of emotions. And um, I'm really lucky that I've got great friends, an amazing family. And my um, one of my big sisters, Jess, is a midwife. Wow. Um, nice. She's been qualified about eight or nine years now. And so she, if anyone, fully understands the process of going from student to a qualified healthcare professional. And so I know that she will always be on hand to kind of debrief things with me, help me process things and to kind of, at the end of the day, tell me it's okay to feel that way. No, Um, sometimes you definitely, that's what you need at time. Someone else who even if they're like they don't know your field specifically just having that common ground that can let it all out and someone will understand you definitely definitely but I feel like I do feel excited and 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 I I kind of wish that the transition from student to newly qualified it's quite kind of it's something that people look at with fear and I kind of want people to still feel excited about it primarily and that's what I'm trying to channel despite coronavirus despite the challenges of my everyday despite whatever's going on in my home life I want to remain excited about this because this is the biggest thing I've achieved in my life Mm. and I want to enjoy it as well as obviously (laughs) adapting to it and probably experiencing a range of emotions I want to primarily be proud of myself Um, So, yeah, I'm just trying to channel excitement um, despite the circumstances because I think us students need to give ourselves a pat on the back at the end of the day for oh, achieving definitely. it. Like what you guys have had to do and, and make a decision and step up, I think it's amazing. Placement or not, or whatever way the government wants to see it, we couldn't have done this without you guys. Yeah, no. and I'm, I'm just glad that kind of it seems to me that staff nurses on the ward now have a bit more respect for students. Um, not that they didn't previously, just certain individuals do treat students as just that, as students that are, you know, not not colleagues. Um, yeah. And I think coronavirus has helped certain staff um, to see that students, you know, are here and willing to help and want to be part of the team. No, 100%. 100%. Oh, no, honestly, I can't. I think our, our conversation so far we channeled that positivity right through, right from the beginning. Mm. Oh, that's and, really nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, like Gigi said, and like you should be so proud of what you've achieved. This is not an easy career, and like you said at the very beginning, it probably is one of the hardest degrees anybody can do, yeah. and because it challenges you from every direction, mentally, physically, emotionally, you're impacted in every kind of way. You know, your body running on such little amount of sleep, you're doing 12-hour shifts, you're in the library, you're doing essays, you're having to now rework your whole way of working because of COVID. You have a family, you have your personal life, you need to earn money so you might have to work. And 
you and being proud of what you've done is so big and it's something that everybody should be everyone that's listening be it first year be it second year be it a third year like abby you have to be proud of yourself yeah. you know, no one can do what we've done and mm. i guess that's evident from the public showing appreciation and the government well i don't know if they've shown us appreciation that's another story <laughs> but do you know what i mean and I, like to me, like listening to you, Abby. Oh, like I don't even—I can't even explain how I feel when I listen to you because your pride and your passion is—I would love every student to feel how you feel. Definitely, you know. And you're, you're such a great ambassador for nursing. You know, if we was gonna put you on a poster, I'd put you on a poster. you—you like, <laughs> you embody what nursing should be. And how excited people should be to come into the profession. And I think if we have more people like you spearheading yeah. the career, talking about your experiences, we won't have 40,000 vacancies because people would be hearing and seeing, like, yes, this is such an amazing thing to do. It's so rewarding. As much as you give, you get so much back that money yeah. cannot buy. You know, you get a wealth of everything, you get a dose of every little thing and yeah it's just it's just so amazing to hear you speak and you should be so proud of yourself so proud of yourself honestly like when you reached out to me on my nursing instagram i was just so excited because i love any opportunity to share how passionate i am about this this thing this career and that's one of the reasons i started my nursing instagram um when i started mine there really wasn't very many accounts running um because i know now there's like been an absolute boom of nursing instagram accounts and midwifery accounts which is just great um but when i started i didn't even really know of anyone doing it at the time and i just started it thinking i'll document my own journey and maybe make some friends and now i get daily messages of people asking for advice or questions and i love being able to be that person that's gone through it and can advise people because to this day, I still have people to thank that I turn to for advice on how to write a personal statement or what do I take in my bag on my first day of placement. And yeah. that's just every And recently I've been receiving messages of people that have said, I look at your feed and it excites me for starting or I mm. look at your feed and I want to be a children's nurse. And I think it's because me and... Um, Geraldine were talking before we started that especially on YouTube and in the podcast world as well in terms of nursing it's quite American driven yeah. and I mm. think people are desperate for kind of you know us people in the UK are kind of social media is now such an outlet that we can use and they're looking you know I remember putting into YouTube day in the life of a children's nurse and everything was kind of American videos whereas now yeah. And this is why I'm so glad you guys have made this brilliant podcast because I'd have loved to listen to something like this as a first year or before I started my journey because unless you directly know nurses, which I didn't when I applied, you mm. don't really have any concept of what it's really like other than no, what no. the government put out or the media put out. And so I'm really glad that things like nursing Instagram accounts and kind of you know, the RCN is starting to use social media and yeah. like like this podcast just embodies for me how exciting the future can be in terms of inspiring the next generation of nurses um, in a really kind of modern way. And no, 
I'd just say thank you to you guys for creating such a great platform and just wishing it every success because I'd have loved thank to you. listen to it. <laughs> thank you. And I think that's the reason like behind making it, that is the reason why we have made it. It's because we want to bring nursing alive from how it's written in the prospectus, how it's projected to the public, how the media paint nurses, you know. Anybody that looks at like newspapers and the news a lot of the time when they talk about our profession it's negative you know it's, it's not always a positive it's so-and-so struck off for making a medical mistake or so-and-so caught doing this or nurses want to strike because of pay you don't hear the positivity no. of our profession and how amazing it is yeah and, and we don't do this for the fun of, we don't do this for the for, for money we do it because you enjoy doing you enjoy being able to that sort of affection for your patients yeah and nursing is amazing it's it's it's, it's, it's that, that, career that, that yeah it's, it's it's a career that you you never stop learning and like you said it can open so many doors for you in ways you can't imagine definitely Honestly, abby this is just the beginning for you well the beginning oh, for all of us but we're still quite we're still pretty young in our career and like how amazing is it to think of what we're going to like experience and achieve in the next however many years like we just have no idea where we'll end up working the experiences that we'll have and that's just so exciting and yeah I want I just hope that I that we all kind of keep this passion and love for nursing and despite the challenges it's just really important to focus on why did I come into this what do I want to achieve and I'd say don't let a bad shift hinder your outlook on the profession because mm-hmm. we're going to have bad days. But what I would say is, and this is something I always say to kind of first years, is that for every bad shift I've ever had, um, for every negative word said to me by a mentor or for every tragic safeguarding incident I've been involved in, um, for every upset diagnosis, for every one of those experiences, I have hundreds of positive, joyful experiences that I, you know, I could spend all day talking about the fun that I have. Um, and like just last night, I was looking after a young girl and um, she's really quite poorly. And I spent an hour, um, well, I washed her hair, I brushed her hair. And then we both played board games for half an hour and just something so small. I just can't tell you how the little moments of joy that we have in children's nursing and they outweigh every single negative experience. You know, every time a family writes me a card or says to me, you made a difference or thank you so much or, you know, just there's a wealth of positive experiences that always outweigh the bad days and I think you've got to latch on to the good days just to remember why you chose nursing and yeah just making a difference 100% I couldn't agree with you more and I think that was something that will continue throughout your career whatever you decide to go you decide to go into and I think it still happens to us Diane like you have horrible shifts horrible days at work and you think like, oh, this is this is gonna ruin things, and then you think, you know what? But I had more more positives and negatives. Well, why would I throw it all away for that? 
Like, and I don't know, like, like you said, Gigi, I mean, for me, I don't know what else I would do. No. I don't know what else I would do. I feel like the best part of me is in my job. Yeah. And I think uh, I find myself talking about my job a lot, even when I'm not at work, like I talk about it a lot. And I think some people think, God, she talks about her job all the time. But that's where I am mostly, and that's where I can be the best of myself. Yeah. yeah. And I almost feel like I'm doing my duty to society when I'm there. Like, I'm giving the best part of me. I'm contributing something so so worthwhile to the people that I look after. And, yeah. you know, like you said, money cannot buy that experience. Money cannot give you that satisfaction. Not and there's nothing more amazing than that there really isn't you know that i couldn't i don't know yeah i just couldn't put that into any other words it's just amazing yeah i fully fully agree with you there diane just the sense that i feel like i am my best version of myself at work yeah. and i think in a way nursing has really matured me as a person and i feel like i am so different to the 18 year old that started nursing as a first year and I've really, really learned who I am as a person through my job. And I just kind of, like you said, I just feel my best version of myself. And I think people probably say the same about me, Diane, thinking, oh, gosh, she talks about her work far too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm passionate about. And it's, you know, for me, nursing isn't just a job. It's a passion and it's a part of who I am. And so, of course, yeah. I want to talk about it <laughs> maybe a bit too much but and it's true it is part it does become part of who you are and I would say to anyone like who wants to come as a profession you know like come like we need you like jump in you know you can be where we are and everybody I feel like everybody has it in them to nurse but there's that passion and there's that inner there's something that it pulls to you and once you're in it and you find your niche you just saw, like, I just, I genuinely feel that. Yeah. But what I would say, I think what I do want to say, and we've talked a lot about, talked about everything, but what I would say to Abby is, what advice would you give to anybody who might be considering coming to the international, they're not a first year yet, they might be looking and ooming and are in and they're not sure if they want to do it, what advice would you give them? So I would say, um, well, <laughs> I guess I would say just do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's a hard one. So I guess I would say nursing is not what you think it is, just in the sense that nursing today is so different to nursing of five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and so on. And I think still the perception of nursing is, you know, oh, you kind of give medicines and, you know, you cuddle poorly children and you feed them. And I don't think people quite realise how much of a t autonomous professionals we are. Mm. Uh, so I would say do your research and actually please don't think nursing is, you know, just about personal cares of course those things are important but nursing of today is about being a leader being a manager delegating care organizing care leading in clinical decisions mm. it's about delivering treatments it's about liaising with other professionals and it's very very different and 
it it's not just about the the little things anymore our work is so diverse and I would just say do your research and kind of just align just really consider what are your personalities what are your strengths and do they align with what you perceive to be a children's nurse um and you don't have to have an a great story you don't have to have um you know you don't have to have significant passion for it if you just have a heart to care for people then nursing will be for you regardless um but yeah i would just say i just want to break down the perception that nurses just kind of give medicines and do feeds and just you know do, do personal cares just you know i'd say to people coming into it consider actually how autonomous we are these days and how much nurses are kind of sometimes central to not making decisions because of course that's for doctors to do but we are central in terms of delivering care um, Mm. and being managers being leaders being creative um challenging the way people think and yeah i'd just say just go for it it's a brilliant career and I just would hope that from listening to this podcast, you would kind of get a reflection of us three and how we feel about the career and yeah. that you, you can feel that way too. And it is the most rewarding thing I have ever, ever done. And every single shift I come home tired and sometimes sad, but more often than not, I get to go to bed at night knowing that I have made a positive difference to a a child and their family which I just think is worth its weight in gold so yeah I would say just go for it but do your research and really grasp an understanding of what it is to nurse because they'll ask you that at interview and um yeah I think people sometimes have the wrong perception of what we actually do yeah Mm -hmm. no I'm glad do you think you went into it very early on as in you went in when you were 18 you think that you would have benefited from having a bit more life experience no there's no wrong or right answer because been like some of our colleagues have went in quite young to be honest i still think we went in quite young yeah i was 19 when i started yeah i'm 20 definitely that is still really young and i guess i would say that i just think wherever you are in your journey of coming into nursing is is fine so like um i have in my cohort i think the youngest is so now 21 so i'm in the bracket of like the youngest and then we have some ladies in there like late 30s early 40s and so like nursing is very diverse you can start at any point and um you know some people have had previous different jobs some people have had healthcare jobs and then wanted to do nursing but what it is is I think we all bring different things to the table yeah so like in the sense that I'll never forget our first ever clinical skills um obviously I was 18 years old it was September and our first clinical skills was bathing a baby and um the kind of the clinical lead was kind of like instructing us how to bath the baby and all the ladies in the room that are mums were kind of like laughing like gosh this is a clinical skill I could do this with my eyes shut yeah and then those 18 year olds in the room I remember myself and my friend looking at each other and going 
do you know how to bath a baby? And she said, no, do you? I said, no, I don't, you know. (laughs) Like, I didn't have a sense of, you know, when I started, I couldn't make a baby bottle. I couldn't bath a baby. But what I did have was I'd just come out of sixth form. I was very used to exams and assignments. I had a heart to care for people. And so we all at different life stages just bring different things to the table. And Mm -hmm. there's times where I have turned to my, um, I've got two um, really close friends of mine that are working on the ward at the minute um, they're both called Katie and they're both a bit older than me and have their own children and there's times where I'll turn to them and ask them for advice but equally there's times where they will turn to myself and my other colleague and friend Hannah and we're both in our young 20s and they will turn to us for advice because we've all got different perspectives and different experiences but that's again we touched on this earlier that's the joy of nursing so yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't say I went into it early I just said that I was very very passionate knew I wanted to do it and I bring a different kind of sense to the table of being quite um, creative um, and I think I can relate to children really well because not that long ago I was a 16 year old girl um, and so I often find that I work really well with teenagers because Mm -hmm. I think they see me as being somebody of a similar age and I think I, I I look my age, I look quite young and so we all just bring different things to the table. Whereas some of my, you know, my older colleagues are, you know, really good with, with, with babies or they know what to do. Um, they know how to advise parents, whereas I'm not a parent yet. So I, I don't know what it feels like to have a sick child. So I just think at whatever age you are, do not think you're too old and do not think you're too young because nursing on my ward, we've got from ages 21 to up to people retiring in their 60s so anytime you feel you want to go into nursing I would say it's not too early or too late you're never behind or in front you're all just kind of on a journey together into nursing which will set you all at an equal level yeah no that's amazing honestly it's been such a pleasure to have you Oh, thank you so much for having me. Honestly, I've, I was so excited when you contacted me. Well, where do we go from here? Do you have oh. any questions that you'd like to ask us? Yeah, I guess I would say to you guys, um, you know, I don't know how much time we've got, but I would say what is one piece of advice um, that you would give to me three weeks away from finishing as a student? what would you say from your experience what advice would you give to me i think like every opportunity there is if there's surgery go and watch everything if there's a chance you can go and do all sorts definitely go for it mm. Just, like be that sponge and absorb everything you possibly can it's great that you're that you're qualifying on the same ward and you're going to be working there but mm. When you're qualified and you're in the numbers, they won't be able. They won't be able to send you to go and watch all this cool stuff and all these other things. And I think like one of the things, like saying that, one of the things I remember was being on the was it our sign off? Yeah, I think it was our sign off placement, and I got to watch like an ear transplant. Like it's take everything, whatever they're willing to show you, take it, try yeah. it, do it. This is your time to literally shine. 
and watch yeah. everything possible. That's what I would say. What about you, Dan? Um, I would say take advantage of student status. Yeah. Um, use the time to ask as many questions, to go over things that you're not sure about, um, to spend time with your mentor, to nurse things that you may not have seen before. Um, if it scares you, try it, especially when you have the support and you have, like I said, student status. Um, and enjoy the last couple of weeks of being a student, I would say. Like, enjoy the fact that you don't have full accountability and that you can, I guess, if you're not sure, step back a little bit. Um, and also just, like, reflect on your last couple of years, look at what you've done and the good things that you're going to take into being a qualified nurse. Yeah. And I think don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. Don't feel like I have to be ready. I have to feel 110% because I'm about to finish and I need to be good now because I'm this and that. I think allow yourself to ease into finishing. And when you do finish, take some time to just take it in yeah. and digest that. I feel like box up that moment and package it so that when you have days when you're like, this is too much, you remember that feeling and you look at it and think, wow, like I achieved something so great. And this one day doesn't impact how good I am or the fact that I'm still new. Um, allow yourself to make mistakes, of course, safely. But if there's things you don't know or things that you miss, that's okay. You know, it's, and have someone that, you're, that you trust, I think, that you work with that you can go to yeah. openly and speak to about things that you're not sure about and yeah i would just say welcome 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 (laughs) thank you guys that's great that's great really really appreciate that advice no worries at all i'm looking forward to being part of the gang (laughs) don't you worry we are we are so happy we have someone like you coming on the team so happy Get me on that NMC register. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm just, I'm just not looking forward to this 120 pounds they're going to charge me every year. Uh, don't oh, worry. Don't. So we all feel the same every time it comes around. Oh, yeah. I've had no, to set mine. I had to set mine as a direct debit just so that I'm not like. Because <sighs> like when that moment comes, you're just like, not again, not again. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the joys, the joys, the joys of nursing. Tell me about it. <laughs> I think this is where we're going to wrap up. It's been great having you. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me, guys. And thank you so much for all the work you guys are doing as qualified nurses during this pandemic. We clap you along. <laughs> and like we always say at the end of every episode, feel free to hit us up on our nursing handover podcast email or our instagram account at the nursing handover podcast or directly at jelly bean and at dd look and of course we've got the lovely student nurse abby with us feel free to hit her up also and look forward to producing more episodes with you yes thank you all for listening brilliant thanks guys